Welcome to the Process Breakdown Podcast, where we talk about streamlining and scaling operations of your company, getting rid of bottlenecks, and giving your employees all the information they need to be successful at their jobs. Now, let's get started with the show. John Corcoran here, co-host of the Process Breakdown Podcast, where we talk about streamlining and scaling operations of your company, getting rid of bottlenecks, and giving your staff everything they need to be successful at their job. Check out some of our past episodes. Some of our guests include David Allen of Getting Things Done and Michael Gerber of The E-Myth and many more. And of course, this episode is brought to you by Sweet Process. Have you ever had team members ask the same questions over and over again? And it's the 10th time you spent explaining it. Well, there's a better way and a solution. Sweet Process is a software that makes it drop dead easy to train and onboard new staff and save time with existing staff. Universities, banks, hospitals, and software companies all use them, as well as first responder government agencies, using them in life or death situations to run their operations. You can use Sweet Process to document all the repetitive tasks that eat up your precious time so you can focus your team on empowering them and doing their best work. Sign up for a free 14-day trial, no credit card required. Go to sweetprocess.com, sweet like candy, S-W-E-E-T process.com. And my guest here today is Mark Gray. He's the current COO of Bottleneck Management and formerly CEO of Barfly Ventures. He's opened over 30 restaurants all over the country. And what a relevant topic to talk about today, given all the operations and logistics challenges that the restaurant agency, restaurant industry has had over the last couple of years. And our topic today is leadership team alignment and goal setting. And first, before we get into that, Mark, I just wanted to give you the floor so you can tell us a little bit more about what your company does. Uh, great, thank you. I appreciate being uh, being on the podcast. The uh, right now uh, we have sixteen restaurants. Uh, we're in six different states. Uh, we have four different brands, but we also have an event venue uh, out in Pittsburgh where we do a lot of um, weddings and things like that. But we have uh, our our two main growth vehicles are Old Town Poorhouse and City Works. Um, we have uh, locations in uh, in Chicago, um, Illinois, Pennsylvania, uh, Maryland, uh, Disney, uh, Texas. So we're so we're all over. Uh, we've got a couple of uh, marquee uh, downtown locations. Uh, but yeah, I mean that that's it. We're craft beer focused, very sports bar themed. Uh, we like to take uh, American classics and elevate them from a culinary standpoint. Uh, with a pretty robust, with a pretty robust beverage program. Yeah, beautiful looking venues. I was checking them out on your website. Maybe you want to pop in. Uh, they just look uh, spectacular. So let's talk about leadership team alignment. You joined the company a couple of years ago, three or four years ago, and when you got there, you found that a lot of the teams were operating kind of in a vacuum, and what ultimately ended up was kind of a, a disjointed uh, result where the deliverable from the headquarters, from the office, going down to the restaurant had challenges uh, and just kind of not up to standards. So talk a little bit about what things were like when you joined. Yeah, things were just a little, uh, first of all, the, the department head team, uh, individual skill sets were you know fantastic uh, and everybody was doing a lot of great work, but everyone was operating in a vacuum. Uh, and so what the, the cause of that is we were having a lot of really great ideas and a lot of really good individual work, but the finished product that we were getting down to the locations uh, didn't have the 
uh, feedback or perspective from other departments. So if marketing had an initiative uh, that was going out, it might not have gotten the input needed from either IT or uh, training that was necessary so that what we sent down to the locations uh, was going to be bundled in a way that could be executed immediately. There was a lot of things that was getting pushed down that had to be sent back for revisions, clarity. It wasn't executable at the time. And so we just had to pull back from that. First of all, we had to slow things down. Uh, but the most important thing was, I think, making sure that the office realized that um, we have to have alignment with how we think. And different companies you know, align themselves different ways. Uh, there are a lot of companies that will get behind and say, you know, we're going to be very marketing focused or we're going to be very HR driven or uh, training driven. Uh, we had to realign our team to understand that in the restaurant, uh, in the restaurant world, the best, the best way to get things done is to understand that we're going to be an operations led company. And so as we're developing initiatives and tactics and things that we want to push down, the very first question we should be asking ourselves is, are restaurants going to pull this off? You know, are we going to be able to execute uh, this initiative at a high level? And then beyond that, we have to make sure that uh, before we push things down, that um, each initiative and tactic has gotten the um, participation from the other department heads to ensure that all the necessary boxes get checked um, before we actually roll out. It was really shifting the mentality to make sure that our home office team understood that uh, the restaurants, they're our, they're our customer. And we have to deliver uh, to them uh, a product that they can deliver. Uh, and so just slowing things down, uh, creating some systems, putting some systems in place to create that alignment um, was, uh, was pretty critical. And were there any big incidents that stick out in your mind that you can, you can share like that? I can, that, I can that tell you my, kind of the, the straw that broke the camel's back or anything. Well, not the straw that broke, but in my first uh, couple of weeks here, I was, I hadn't been with the company very long. And I remember uh, we were sitting, I was sitting in a brunch tasting. And for those folks not in the restaurant business, brunch is actually a very difficult meal period to, um, to pull off. Uh, eggs to order at high volume. I know it sounds simple, but it's definitely not. And people in the restaurant business will, will know what I'm talking about. And it's a meal period that you only do two days a week. So your cooks don't have a lot of muscle memory. It's just tough, you know? So yeah. even taking it on is kind of an ambitious task. There's a reason why a lot of restaurants don't do it. Yeah. And so I was at a brunch tasting that was spectacular. Every plate of food that was put in front of me, I just thought was so incredible. Uh, and I was getting very excited. I was like, holy cow, this group that I'm with, they really get food quality. Uh, so I was through the whole tasting. I was just blown away and so impressed. And then towards the end of the tasting, the discussion came up about when we're going to launch this menu. And, uh, and everyone had kind of settled on, well, we're going to have this launched in three to four weeks. And that blew me. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, we need training materials. Are, are, are all the websites going to be updated by then? Are, are we going to have all of the necessary material? Have we tested any of these items in any locations? Have we gotten any guest feedback? Have we? So when I heard that we were going to go from a tasting to a rollout in three to four weeks, that was kind of my introduction to say, okay, we're, we have to look at our process for how we how we roll items out. Because I think that is indicative of how things have been done in the past. And it just, we got to slow things down and make sure that we've got a real strong process for uh, making sure that it goes, you know, much more smoothly and we, we deliver for our, our locations. 
And and I imagine through that process, then you figured out a way to roll it out, taking a little bit longer, but in a way that would would lead to you know fewer drop balls when it ultimately gets implemented at the restaurant level. Yeah, it's all about the timing of your innovation and how you plot that innovation out. So for us, we're developing food now that we don't have any intent of rolling out for another year. Uh, we're that far ahead in our initiatives calendar. So we're doing final tastings for products that, you know, aren't, we're not even, we don't even have scheduled to roll out until next October or November. So you just have to, you have to develop more faster initially, and then you develop a pipeline of products based on seasonality and other things. And then you plot them into a, a schedule and do that well in advance. And that just gives all of your department heads the time that they need to develop all of the supporting backup materials. You can test products in locations, get guest feedback, get employee feedback, work out the kinks on the lines, because sometimes even just setting up your, your kitchen lines are really disruptive. If you roll out four or five new products, well, how many new SKUs of items is that? Do old items need to come off? And so there's just a real process for doing that appropriately. And uh, uh, we've got that down now. But yeah, that was my first kind of, ho holy cow, this is all going to be live in three weeks. This is a very intricate menu. Uh, yeah. And was it, was, was it challenging at all for you to get the different teams aligned? What did, what did you do? We kind of joked beforehand about, was it trust falls? Did it, did you take everyone, the leadership away, you know, for a retreat to kind of talk about how we're going to work through different ideas? Well, I was, I was lucky in that, you know, I came into a team where we, we said maybe they were working uh, in a vacuum a little bit, but they were all incredible and they're all big picture thinkers. And so as we started to collaborate and I started rolling out kind of what the new processes might look like, the buy-in I got was, was really immediate. So I didn't have to do a lot of um, uh, convincing, mm -hmm. you know, as far as, you know, what the go forward would look like. I think everybody were, they were a little exhausted by how some of those things had gone in the past. And so they were really looking for a new way uh, to get some of this stuff done. So I, the 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 ideas uh, were met with really open arms, and um, so that that part for me was probably the easiest part of the of, of the whole thing. All right, so you have leadership team alignment, and then once you have alignment amongst the team, then you can focus on goal setting. And you said that the most important first step was creating overarching goals. And let's let's talk about last year, twenty twenty. You know, coming kind of out of the pandemic, um, what was your big goal there? Yeah, well, we had, coming out of the pandemic, where there was a lot to do. I mean, it was such a, a unbelievable time for for restaurants. I mean, really, every initiative that we had prior uh, to COVID, we had to scrap that. You know, I mean, we were we were scratch cooking at that point, really starting over. So, emerging out of COVID, it was all about hiring. Um, that was the, that was the number one thing was just how do we get enough people in our buildings so that we can maximize the meal periods that are available to us. And so, uh, we are hiring initiative again, every department had to come up with a list of tactics of what they were going to do to contribute, um, to getting, to getting folks to apply or getting folks that used to work for us back, back in our doors because the restaurant industry, just so many people just opted out, right. They, they yeah. didn't. Yeah, there was a lot of, I mean, COVID was still happening. So the level of comfort of just working in restaurants and connecting with that many people every day, that was a tough sell. 
Uh, yeah. Restaurants weren't busy. We were working under oper- uh, under restrictions, uh, seating capacity restrictions. Everyone had to wear a mask all day. Um, so there was just a lot of uncertainty in the business. It just wasn't an attractive job. So we needed a marketing strategy for getting the word out. We needed a finance strategy because we needed to allocate dollars for uh, hiring incentives and retention bonuses and return bonuses. And so we had to get money allocated there. Then our training department had the probably the hardest task of all of it is figuring out how we're going to train a lot of folks who've probably never worked in the industry before. We needed to figure out a way to train them faster because we needed them on the floor quicker. Uh, but we also needed to figure out how to train them better because we were hiring a lot of people without industry experience coming out of COVID. So we had all of our departments all, you know, jump on those individual challenges and, and then we just plowed forward. Beyond that, there have been a, a, a litany of challenges with um, supply chain uh, has been a real uh, a real disruptor. And then based on the municipality that you're in, we're in Texas and Florida, and those have been um, a little bit easier for us to operate in. But we're also in Illinois, Maryland and Boston, and those uh, communities have been quite cautious about the uh, about the virus. So you know, and just how do you balance that in different geographies, but you have just one team coming up with all of these different specific uh, game plans. It was uh, kind of trick. Yeah, that's got to be, that's mind blowing, yeah. mind boggling how to, how to manage all that. And then, so I also want to ask, you got overarching goals. So, you know, going into, let's say 2021, you've got goals for the year and normally a process might be to break it down to quarter, like here's Q1, Q2, Q3 is yeah. we're going to do. But when when things are changing and COVID was ramping up and ramping down indiscriminately, you must have had to be nimble and change those dynamics and change those those smaller micro goals. Yeah, I'll, get, I'll give you the best example of that is we were we're a very experiential concept where, you know, uh, big TVs, sports, Craft beer were a great place to go for events. Uh, we book lots of parties. Um, we're just a very communal, very social concept. And, I mean, uh, over 40% of our sales are alcohol, right? So you've got to be in our buildings to experience that. And so while we had an off-premise or, or a to-go strategy pre-COVID, it was, it was such a minuscule part of our business. Coming out of COVID, we knew that whole dynamic had to change. And so that was to go wasn't even on our radar. And then all of a sudden, it's the most important thing we have to do. Uh, and it's just those when those things come at you, you have to you have to be able to react and and get it done. But luckily, we were in a situation that was so severe um, that everyone understood that that was the pivot. There wasn't any discussion like we can't do that or we shouldn't do that. It was like so obvious that getting that alignment was 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 pretty simple. Yeah. But still, changing the goals so frequently must have been just hard to hard to get that. I'm really looking forward to 2022. (laughs) I I I, I will this. We've made it. I'm so proud of the team. We're coming out of COVID in a pretty good uh, in a pretty good position. Sales have really picked up uh, in the last um, in the last several months. So we we had the back end of our summer was really strong. We've had a nice fall. Um, Our period 12 uh, was pretty good. Um, even better than it has been historically. So like, I, I feel pretty good right now and I'm really excited. Hopefully these new variants don't 
you know, don't cause too much of a problem. Um, and, and, and then, um, so your goal in 2020 was to hire great teams. And then uh, the 2021 goal was to retain those teams. So talk a little bit about. Well, 2021 was, was hire great teams. 2022 is, okay. re, is retain. Retain. Yeah. Okay. We're, so we're, we're, we're looking forward to 2022 and our goals, like uh, two main goals we had in 2021 were hiring great teams and develop an off-premise platform. In 2022, it's retaining those great teams. And how do we diversify our off-premise platform? What are other avenues for us? We've done a great job getting to go and delivery launched. Now, what are we going to do to even expand on that? Is there a catering arm that we need to look at? How do we develop like a great for groups and get more family meals going? So it's been, okay, we're executing our menu to go now. Now, what else can out, how does alcohol play into that? And what's our strategy going to be there? Do we roll out curbside? So now it's just about diversifying our off-premise, and then what are we doing now to uh, to retain our teams? Mm. And on the retention piece specifically, yeah. obviously, like some kind of retention bonus, financial bonus, or something like that. But what what else have other departments within the organization been working on on the retention piece? Yeah, again, it's been an all you know all hands on deck approach. Obviously, when you're talking about retention, you're really relying a lot on HR and operations. Um, but we're doing, I think we're doing a lot of the things that everybody else is doing. We're obviously starting off with compensation and making sure that we are competitively copying our um, salaried and hourly employees. We're trying to be in the top 25th percentile of our competition. So we think that that helps create some separation there. We've obviously revamped all of our bonus structures and bonus programs um, to heavily incentivize uh, the different KPI metrics that we've put in place. Uh, And then we look at the work-life balance piece. Uh, In our home office, we've gone to uh, two-day being able to work remote. So we have three days in the office. There's a lot of flex time there. We've increased all of our vacation time uh, for all of our salaried managers. We just improved our uh, insurance and benefits program. So it's really been a very broad brush. What is every single thing that we think will materially impact uh, our hourly employees? And then, we, and then we take a look at that and, you know, we execute the, the most that we possibly can uh, in each one of those sections. Well, this has been great, Mark. Anything else you want to add in terms of leadership team alignment advice for anyone listening to this? Uh, who wants to get their leadership team more aligned or on the point around um, goal setting as well? Just really creating that identity uh, within your brand. You have to figure out as a, as a department head team, you are serving somebody and figuring out how to execute on their needs and getting alignment amongst your uh, department head teams so that everybody is sharing in that vision is really critically important. If you have a department head team that isn't operating with the end in mind and understanding who is it that's actually going to be executing on these initiatives that we are sitting in an office dreaming up one day, uh, you have to be very sensitive uh, to the folks that are going to be pulling it off and making sure that you put them in the best possible position to execute. Well, great. Uh, Mark, this has been a pleasure. Mark Gray, Bottleneck Management. Where can people go to learn more about you, connect with you, and and, uh, visit one of your locations? Yeah, you can definitely check us out on bottleneck uh, bottleneckmanagement.com. So that's bottleneckmgmt.com. And then any one of our uh, concepts, they all have their own websites as well. So that's CityWorks, Old Town Poorhouse, 
uh, South Branch and Sweetwater. Excellent. Mark, thanks so much. Great. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Process Breakdown Podcast. Before you go, quick question. Do you want a tool that makes it easy to document processes, procedures, and or policies for your company so that your employees have all the information they need to be successful at their job? If yes, sign up for a free 14-day trial of Sweet Process. No credit card is required to sign up. Go to sweetprocess.com, sweet like candy, and process like process.com. Go now to sweetprocess.com and sign up for your risk-free 14-day trial. Hi, this is Owen, the CEO and co-founder here at Sweet Process. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast interview, uh, actually, you know what I want you to do? Go ahead and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. That way we get more people aware of the good stuff that you get here on this podcast. Again, go on to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Looking forward to reading your review. Have a good day. That's my